interesting thing. When I was growing up, a woman once told me that it's really important with what we spend our time with. And we as humans are a bit like bottles and what we spend our time with, what we consume a lot, what, what we think about is what we fill our bottles with. And when she said that, it was my mom and it changed my mind. But first, let me tell you a bit about myself. Hi, I'm Marlene. I'm 20 years old and about three and a three and a half months ago, I moved from Austria to England to be an intern here. And in Austria, we, I grew up in the south of Austria and then we moved when I was about 12 years old to the east of Austria because God spoke to my parents to build their church. So basically what was happening was that my dad quitted his job, they sold the house and we were staying there with basically nothing. But God provided in so many miraculous ways, there were about 40 miracles happening this time. And not that he would say, yeah, it's a nice house. It's okay. You can live in that. It's okay. Um, it's okay job. No, it was an immense house and it was an amazing job. It really spoiled us. <laughs> and yeah, but still in this time, not everything was easy. So personally, I struggled a lot of, with being alone in this new town. And also my new school, they, the children, the, the kids there started bullying me. They picked me on me. They left me out. They called me names. And at one point, I started believing these lies they were saying. And the thing about these lies is, just to tell you that, it's nothing what's in the Bible, nothing you could ever find there. It's nothing that God would say about his creation. And when I started believing these lies, is when my bottles got filled with bad things, is when anger, when anxiety, when... Where am I? <laughs> And I got full of hate and I thought I'm not good enough. I thought I'm not worthy. I thought I'm not beautiful. I thought I, I can't, I'm not enough. I was really disappointed in life and I watched and heard a lot of stupid and inappropriate things to social media through YouTube and music. And all these things made me feel so bad. And I was filled with bad things, but the paradox thing about it is I was still feeling empty inside. I was feeling dead inside. At one point, I was even feeling so sad I wanted to end my life. But when I came to God, when I gave my life to God, when I repented, he changed everything. He made me clean. He washed me. <laughs> Pretty yellow now. <laughs> okay. The thing is, he's a God that forgives, he's a God that brings love, that brings joy and peace. Through him, I'm able to forgive the people that hurt me. And he cleans me, and still sometimes he needs to clean some things. And it's okay. In Titus 3.16, it is written, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy, he washed away our sins. He washed away our sins. Giving us a new birth and life through the Holy Spirit. God's water is making us clean. God's water has the power to heal, to provide, to deliver, to destroy evil and enemies. God's water is the fuel for our souls. God's water is the Holy Spirit. In the Bible, Jesus was talking to a woman at the well. And we don't know much about this woman at the well. But we, it kind of seems like she filled her bottle, her spiritual bottle, with man's attention. And then at the well, Jesus says to her, in John 4, 14, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. 
In John 7, 39, Jesus explained it is what is living water, who is the Holy Spirit. And in verse 38, he says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And let me tell you, oh, wait. <laughs> and God wants to fill you with his living water. This living water kills every self-doubt, every fear, every anxiety. This water changes everything. This water brings life. And let me tell you something. If you only drink on Sundays, you're going to first and die. And if you only spend time with God on Sundays, you're going to first and slowly die. Your spiritual being will first and slowly die. <laughs> and something that I experience as a Christian is that I am with God a bit like I am with my water bottle. So basically, I'm carrying this water bottle with me the whole day everywhere I go. But in the end, I'm still so thirsty because I only took little sips and then the antibottle is still full and my throat is dry and I have no energy. And I do the same with God because I only spend time with him when I really need him. I treat him like he's my genie in my bottle and I only open it when I really need something. And then I say things like, God, please give me this or that. God, please let me be at my appointment by 8 a.m. even though it's already 5 past 8 a.m. I hope it was really funny. <laughs> And in the end of the day, I feel so exhausted because I just took little sips of God in his presence. And I just used him for my advantages, even though he wants to give me so much more. Guys, he wants to give us so much more than we could ever ask him for. Maybe I'm the only one doing this, and maybe not. Maybe you can relate to it. And I don't know what your spiritual life or bottle looks like, but I want to pray now. And... I don't know how it looks for you. Maybe your ball is still full of bad thoughts or there's some dirty spots in it. Maybe you feel like you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're not beautiful. Or you really want to spend more quality time with God and open this bottle more. You're hungry for more. So when I pray now that the Holy Spirit comes and gives us this living water, that he cleanses, that he fills us and refreshes us, and that our body will be filled with the Holy Spirit and will pour over of the Holy Spirit, of his fruits of the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, let's pray. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit. God, we want you, Lord. We need you. Give us a hunger for more of you. And forgive us when we search for satisfaction out of things. Amen. That was brilliant. Thank you, Molena. Um, what I love is that, you know, that God's given every one of us a story to tell. And there's no one story in this room that looks exactly the same from one another. And I love it that this, one of the things we should be most passionate about in our lives is telling our story. It's being who God's called us to be. He's given you, there's not an accident. It's not an accident that Marlena is here this morning. God wanted, called her to be here this morning for a message that she could share with you and to also do some amazing work in the week as well. And if you don't know some of what Marlena does, um, please will you come and speak to her? Um, because I, she would love you to have her, your prayer support, your financial support, if you could. Um, just sort of, as she's a missionary on, of her own back really here. Um, so please, please come and speak to her and find out more about what she's doing and what she feels the, the call of God is on her life. She'd love to chat. I'm speaking for you, but would that be okay? Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, 
Yeah, no, no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, but do. Um, so that, that was brilliant. Now, for our second one, we're really looking forward to um, this message. So you guys were really good there. You, there was some like, encouraging noises. You laughed at the right points, not the wrong ones. That was really good. Um, but this time, let's be equally encouraging as we listen to the wonderful Gary Lee. prepared and, um, and put things down, okay, but my brain is just still full of just, at the moment, it doesn't, I, I'm just praying. God, <laughs> I, I mean, this week, if I could have made an excuse to not come and share, because the message that I was given, because uh, Aaron said, um, you know, I said, what should, should I speak on? And he said, well, whatever the Lord prays on you are. It's actually, it's quite tough. It was tough for me, and actually, I, I, I had to... I had to actually do something about it, and I'll share a little bit more about that then. And then today, I was getting up, and I was reading through it and going through it, okay, because I wanted to make it as clear as possible, um, and obviously asking the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to give me and, and guide me. Because obviously, at the end of the day, okay, anybody can stand up and say something, okay? But actually, surely, in this place, we want it to be meaningful, and we want it to be from the Holy Spirit, not, yeah. not from me. I've got three questions. Okay, one is who here okay, knows they're going to heaven? It's a good number. Okay, if those of you who are not sure, okay, then speak to someone. Okay, and, uh, and okay, we can't all be wrong. Okay, okay. And about, and, and how, how did you know, come to know the Lord? Was it through family, friends, neighbors? Okay, uh, colleagues. And finally, is that what about the, all those who are outside, all our colleagues and friends and neighbors that, who don't know Jesus? How many of them are there? How many of them of your neighbors and friends don't know Jesus? And I assume, like me, it's a lot of people, a lot of people around us. My name's uh, Gary, and with my wife, we uh, run uh, Christ, uh, Bridge Books. Um, next door, okay, and uh, we obviously books and gifts, Christian books and gifts, and it's God's business. And so the question is really is that why are there so many people still out there who don't know Jesus, who aren't going to heaven? And of course, mainly the two reasons. One is that they have never heard the, the message, and two, of course, is that they need to hear it again. I'm going to give you some quotes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm long distance, sir, so I have put on the wrong glasses. Okay, now here's some quotes, and here's one from uh, actually it's supposed to be a famous atheist. I've never heard of him, but called Ben Gillette. Okay, I've always said that I don't respect people who don't proselyze, who don't share their faith. If you believe that there is a heaven and a hell, and people could be going to hell, and you think that it's not really worth telling them this because it would make it socially awkward. The question is, how much do you have to hate somebody to not proselyze, to not share your faith? So how much do you have to hate somebody to believe everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? 
Okay, so, you know, his point being that all Christians have an opportunity to share the gospel. Okay. And choose not to, must hate their neighbor, not love them. Okay, and if that's true, and is that true of you and me? And does that concern us? Bill Graham says, our faith comes stronger, becomes stronger as we express it. A growing faith is a sharing faith. George Whitfield says, God forbid that I should travel with anybody a quarter of an hour without speaking to Christ to them. The greatest way we can show love to another person is by sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. And finally, G. Campbell Morgan says, to call a man or a woman evangelical who is not evangelistic is an utter contradiction. Now, many of you here, okay, do share your faith and in many different ways. And I just want to share with you three, uh, three ways that, to help you to get into a, perhaps more of a habit of sharing the good news that will start people on their journey to Jesus and, of course, journey uh, to heaven. One of, there's a, a lady here. I've asked her permission. I'm not going to mention her name uh, to, to mention that. She came into the, the church, uh, sorry, into the shop um, a few weeks ago and uh, to buy tracks like similar like what you've got on your on your uh, chairs there and uh, so she takes them she prays and asks the lord to give her divine appointments so that so when she's walking whether it be see somebody on a bench okay or on a bus okay she can start a conversation myself i said i was challenged by this a few weeks ago i thought lord Give me a divine appointment. Give me someone that I can share and talk to about Jesus. I was a reminder of my neighbor next door, okay, who uh, I've lived next door to for seven years, and I've never mentioned Jesus to him. Anyway, I saw him in the garden and, uh, because he, was off, um, uh, he had an operation, and he was, uh, he was ill at home. So, um, so he had an operation on his leg, and he was in the garden. So I said to him, you know, just talking to him, and he said he was bored. And the Holy Spirit prompted me to go back in and to pick up a particular book that I'd been reading. It was a biography okay, about, about a businessman. And to pick up this uh, book and uh, give it to him. So I went, picked it up and gave it to him. And then I said, you know, uh, how about reading this? Okay, and in a couple of weeks' time, I'll come back and ask you what you thought of the book. I saw him about a day or so later. I said, how are you getting on? And he said, oh, I've already written, uh, read half of it. Okay, since then he's been back at work, and I saw him um, yesterday, and I said, how are you getting on? He said, I just haven't had time. I was possibly thinking he was going to say something like, oh, it got a bit too serious. So I decided not to read the rest. But he said, no, he said, it's good. So I'm looking forward to further discussions with him. Now, all of us, okay, in the last week or so, have been asked to go and do some prayer walking. Okay, and that's a great thing to do, and perhaps we should get into, I'm talking about myself as well, into uh, doing this more often with family, with friends, going and doing prayer walking where you are. Mary and I did this, did this on that Sunday, and um, one of the things that we're going to be doing as a follow-up to that is that it's nearly Easter. Now, I don't know about you if you give out Easter cards, but I may encourage you to consider giving out more. And if you don't, why not start? And what, you, what we do, okay, is that uh, we give out uh, one to our Neighbours, there's about 20 houses in our area. And we just write in there, we are praying for you, okay, with all our, uh, this special time of year, all our love, Gary and Mary at number three. And we pop it in there. 
But it gives us then an opportunity to ask them for come in for a cup of tea or a coffee, to, to, come to, oh, to come to a barbecue if you're putting one on, some event that you've got, and even to come, okay, why not come to an Alpha course here? And it was going to be happening in a few months' time. It's just great opportunities that we, do, we, ha we have. say though is that because it's, it's not easy for me as well uh, to, to go and that's why I need the Holy Spirit and that's why we all need the Holy Spirit to guide us to give us those divine appointments and so we get but why do we do it it's because we want to see more people in heaven just just listen for a moment just be listen, listen. that's the sound of silence that's the sound of all our friends neighbors families all those who are not going to heaven, who will not be in heaven, singing alleluias to Jesus. And we can change that. We can make a difference in people's lives. So the thing, things to remember are, is that, is that, you know, pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to pray. To pray to ask the Holy Spirit for divine appointments. Secondly, to have resources. May I suggest that you, you read a bit more. Read those books that you haven't read that are on your, in your, your bedroom. Okay? Get um, tracts like the ones you've got there. Okay? And then also... Uh, and then also just, just look for opportunities to have conversations with people. Not yeah, after you've done the weather, after you've done how's the family, everything else like that, just let them know, okay, ab about something that, that's on your heart. And that's what an offer, even offering to pray for them. So remember, ask the Holy Spirit, okay, have uh, resources with you and have conversations. <coughs> So again, just finishing, just think of these three things, okay? A-R-C-R, -R. okay? So ask for appointments. R is for resources. Have resources handy, like having a, one of these in your purse or your bag, because you never know when God will. And I had that two days ago with my garage guy that I've known for many years, okay? And I didn't have one, something to give him. Again, afterwards, I regret that, but I'll be going back to him because he's, he's moving on. And of course, then three is see conversations. Look for opportunities to have conversations and just introduce. You just don't know. And if we do those more consistently, more as a habit, okay, then, or I can guarantee, believe me, we will see more and more people in heaven alongside and outside us singing praises to God. And will that not be pleasing to God? Amen. Amen.